what's up, Moogoons? Welcome to a very, very cool, very special little bonus episode of the Horrible Horror Podcast. Today we are interviewing uh, two people that are uh, featured probably in a, basically a first that we've done, where we did the entire series. This is a first. This is the first time we've actually done an entire series of any any movie we've ever done. Yes, and with us today we have... Amen, Hardyman, <laughs> Pork Chop Phenom, <laughs> Missy Dawn, <laughs> Pig Girl Slasher... Hey. hey, and producer and actress and all sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, she does a little and, bit of everything. Yeah, so yeah, Eamon Hardyman, Missy Dawn took time out of their busy schedule to sit down and talk all things Pig uh, pig Girl and Pork Shop and Razor Sharp Studios and whatever else we get into. So again, Eamon, Missy, thank you so much for uh, sitting down and joining us, with you, or joining us tonight. We appreciate it. No, thanks for having us on here. This is fucking awesome. Yeah, we're excited. Thank you so much. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much. I love that intro, too. I love the cheerleading. You got to practice that a lot? Well, actually, it's kind of something we do when we get pretty drunk. Yeah. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And are you getting drunk right now? As a matter of fact, we uh, are. Yeah, we are. We are drinking. We've popped a few beers. I mean, we... Hopefully, you will drink... You have some drinks there with us. Of course. Oh, not not us. You would never. (laughs) By by judging from... Judging from Missy's Instagram, she seems to put a few down. So I've put a few down, and our Twitter is beers and blood. So of course, we recently well, changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we updated that at a horror convention recently when we were out having dinner and some drinks. We thought, you know, this. <laughs> I'm surprised that was still that was available, not taken. That's, that's yeah, awesome I know. Maybe somebody changed it from Beers and Blood to what we used to have. I don't know, but we have it now, so I feel like that's it. Really, kind of sums up what we're all about. And you know, boobs wouldn't fit. Well, that's uh, the reason. You know, there's only a certain amount of Twitter characters you can use for your name. Right. So we, we we wanted it all, but you can only get what you can get. We, we talk about we talk about that quite a bit also in our podcast, four Bs, the yeah. Four Bs, which is Babes, Blood, Beers, and Boobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. We like all those things as well. So, awesome. <laughs> cheers. Um, cheer, yeah, cheers. Everybody raise a drink. Mm-hmm. All right, um, well, let's kick this off. So, actually, you just already mentioned the, con- the your conventions and all that, and uh, I was going to bring that up later, but so how is the horror convention scene uh, treating you guys? How, how, you know, are you spending a lot of your weekends, like, road tripping around from con to con, and if so, you know, how is that treating you? What are you guys promoting? What's... You guys having a lot of fun reactions there? Uh, it's you know it's been a while. Um, we uh, I did a few in LA, um, but we really haven't done any of the um, East Coast or kind of Midwest ones in in quite some time. I think it's been about I don't know maybe two years. Yeah. Since we've done a one on the East Coast, you did Monster Palooza, right in LA? Yeah, yeah. A couple of those, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, um, those were great. And so this was kind of our debut back into the convention scene when we went to Days of the Dead in Indianapolis um, at the end of June. Yeah. And it was amazing, you guys. Like, we haven't, I mean, and I don't know if it's because we haven't done it in a while or if, or what, but I mean, we we sold a lot of films. We met a lot of fans. Um, a lot of people, you know, recognized our movies that we signed a lot of dvds um and it was just good to get out there and promote to promote our stuff i mean because you know we have the website social media and you know people kind of know um in the indie horror scene about what we do but it's always good to get out there and meet people face to face and um see people again as well 
And that is... And then insult them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then that is, I mean, that's really what, like, the convention... I don't know. I mean, I had a really great time, and... We... If people would shower, I would have a better time. <laughs> if people would wash their fucking hands when they right. take a shit, it would be great. Right. And, you know, <laughs> but Days of the Dead was really, they were really good to us. I mean. The convention was great. The fans <laughs> infected me with an illness that well, I am yet to shake. Your obviously, it's weakened. Well, it's By weakened your old age. And, so. like, three bottles of rum. Right. There was a lot of drinking. Yeah, boy. Yeah, when we did... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't want to cut you off. No, I mean, really, that's it. There was... (laughs) Speaking of the wrong one, we did our our very first horror convention for our show last summer, uh, and we're looking forward to going back when it comes back in the the fall. But yeah, uh, by day two, I figured, you know what? We're just drinking all day long. And it made everything... Oh, yeah. We just had the case of cases of beer, just drinking nonstop. It was a great experience. I mean, the cons were a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad you guys are, it's, it's treating you really well. You had a lot of success at yours. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad because I think you guys really have tapped into something. This is something, like we mentioned earlier in the show, this is the first time we watched a series all the way through from, from the, the entire canon of Porkchop. Yeah. Uh, Which listening. is amazing in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. But we watched, we were, <laughs> I was talking with Marshall or on our podcast, I think it was the third one we were talking about. He goes, I want to see what happens. He's like, it's not great filmmaking but same time i want to see what happens to pork chop i want to see what happens i want to see some of the characters come back so you guys have tapped into something there you know a lot of people ask us that question and i think the question that we get the most from um you know like people on facebook or even at conventions even in the past is like when are you going to make another pork chop movie well, then I guess fuck themselves. Right. And then he's like, fuck <laughs> me, fuck you. <laughs> but I mean, even still, after like the spinoff and everything, it's like we've talked to people and they're like, no, we'll help, we'll donate, we'll, um, you know, we want to see another Poor Chop movie. And I'm like, wow, okay. And I still tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but we, I mean, we love doing it. I mean, it's, you have to, though, because with, the constraints that you face and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess the question I have then is, is you know, if this is, like, you know, you got to get money, you got to get things going for your films, but is this, uh, are you guys making it as just doing film, doing movies, or is this still like a labor of love? Do you have, like, real jobs and all that shit that I have as well? Yeah, we basically have to work um, oh, yeah. in between everything. Um, and then it's it's kind of a... It's kind of a fucking nightmare. I mean, well, basically, it's like you're working two jobs essentially. I yeah, mean, the razor sharp thing. Just the fact, since we do self distribute a lot of our films now, um, that is like a lot of time. Yes, that I didn't think was actually gonna take that much. I don't know if you guys know anything about self distribution. No, I was actually just about to ask about that. Uh, um, that but basically, um, we cut ourselves every night. And no, (laughs) only, I mean, only with the cutter that cuts the DVD covers. I mean, we are literally like printing, we are burning, we are shipping, um, we're fulfilling all of the orders that we get, you know, through the website. And it, it is a lot of work. I mean, when you, we've got multiple titles and different things like that. And plus, you know, sometimes things will get lost in the mail or whatever. So you just have to 
you always have to be basically on your phone and available um, to the people because it's a business. Right. So, you know, that's, that's every fun, one side of it. <laughs> every, like, evening that I think is just going to be like, all right, now I'm done with the day and I right. can, like, focus on, you know, just enjoying my time. Someone does not know how to work their 3D TV. Yeah, somebody's like, how do I get it to fucking be 3D? <laughs> it's like, why did you buy a 3D TV? It, it doesn't make sense. It's two pictures, and they're beside each other. And then I have to, like, look. I fucking looked up people's manual for their fucking 3D TV. And that's, then, that's above and beyond. That is above and beyond. That's a little bit I, too much. Why, why don't you go back to your original answer and tell them to go fuck themselves? Yeah. I, uh, no I way. I mean, not if they are... If they're paying for what we do, we're going to go above and beyond, definitely. If somebody... Had, if somebody in this day and age especially, has gone out and gotten a fucking 3D TV. God bless them. Yeah. Because there's like yeah. six of them available in the world so. right now, I probably. Think, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised yeah. you guys haven't programmed Elrond to do all that stuff. <laughs> oh, my I gosh. Was, I know. Uh, he like, can't even bring a fucking drink on a tray. Like, I know. <laughs> Fucking yeah. woodland floor. God, but I love Danny Hicks though. He's a jewel. He's uh, like my favorite. He also won't yeah. bring me a fucking drink. He won't bring you a drink. Pull <laughs> Danny on a fucking rope. <laughs> um, let's go back. Uh, let's go all the way back to like the be- basics or the beginning. Um, now I apologize if you guys get asked this a lot, but uh, but what, especially Eamon, when it comes uh, since you're the directing kind of man behind writing all this, what horror movie was it that you you watched? You know. That you watch that made you say, "Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make make my own horror movies." What movies inspired you to go into the to, to pursue this yourself? Well, I liked all the the usual stuff like Sleepaway Camp and Friday the Thirteenth, and um, Just Before Dawn was a big one. But it was more the like comedies because I I really I think they're all. I mean, I intended them to be comedies anyway. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of just that sort of uh, like police academy movies and stuff like that was what I sort of really grew up watching, like Ski School. Yeah, ski yeah. I, yeah I remember those. I remember those. Yeah. Uh, believe me. All that shit was really what I, I loved, and that's what I grew up watching a lot more than horror. Uh, for some reason, I was allowed to watch like teen, teen sex comedies from the 80s. <laughs> But, like, horror was, like, not okay. Uh, and then fucking... Uh, and then once I started seeing the horror movies, I realized there were, like, so many... So many of those same elements with, like, the fucking kids joking around and, like, all the laughs. Yeah. Like, even Friday the 13th movies are fucking hilarious. Like, yeah. most of them. So I wanted to, like, take that, but make that kind of the focus and then have all of the actual horror stuff be sort of, like passable in there but like it's really just sort of a a vehicle i guess to get like my shitty 80s teen sex comedy jokes (laughs) it's true so yeah anything with titties that came out between 1979 and 1989 is probably good enough man titties so basically titties are the motivation and because there were it was never like 
I mean, there were, I guess, dark movies during that time, but and most of the time it was well, just I mean, like really Texas fun. Chainsaw Massacre didn't show, you know what Texas, I mean? Yeah, that was no one titties. of my favorites. No titties. But it all. wasn't very funny either. No, that's, no. That's, that's, I'm not gonna say that a comedy. Yeah. So, no. but I still jerked off to it. Right. Of so. <laughs> so weird. Just the chickens hanging from things. I like that chicken was, blood. Yeah. It's usually chicken that's bones. my go-to. Mm. Rub them together a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. <laughs> you make a fire. It's pretty amazing how you guys have the same kinks as we do. Jeez. <laughs> it's <laughs> weird. Gosh. But, I, but going on the the going on their same path as boobies. So low budget film. We know uh, Pork Chop was made for around three thousand, a little over three thousand um, dollars. When you have girls taking off their tops left and right, which you do quite a bit, how do you get someone to take off their top in with is it something you have to pay for? Is that a big part of your budget? Or is it like, I got beer and a pretzel, uh, let's see them? No, it's never really been. I mean, we've everybody that we've, I think, worked with for the most part, um, there were maybe one exception in one film or something. Maybe, yeah. But um, everybody that we ever worked with, it was basically they were just really liked what we did. I guess nobody... Uh, a lot of these girls had been nude in other things or had done nudity for different things in their life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, being and... molested or whatever. But no, um, <laughs> so fucking, uh, no, a lot of these girls had done stuff uh, before, but I think that, like, when they saw the script and they were like, oh, shit, I actually get to, like, tell jokes and this is all going to be, like, a big fun right. thing, then and, and... they were more willing to be a part of that right and not only that i think to our credit as well i mean we we go out and we set these goals to make these movies and we actually do make them and we put them out and that's one thing that i do hear from actresses that you know they 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 do want to come back because we actually finish the film and we every film gets released and it it gets out there definitely not what is written down 100 percent the whole time because Things happen. I mean, we're making indie films, so right. every every single page on the script is not going to be but exactly what it is. But, but at we the end do of the it. day, we do it, and I think that they appreciate that. Because a lot of projects they they'll work on, they'll yeah. go for a fucking week or two weeks and spend a lot of their own money to like put themselves up in places and do all this shit, and then the fucking movie never comes out because right. some asshole was just like wanted to. Who knows? Film naked women or... Right, and we keep... And I'll say this, because I'm a woman and I've, I've done nudity on film as well and whatever. We keep it super, super professional when we do our sex scenes and our naked scenes with the women. I mean, not... It's... we Sometimes we do have big casts and big crews, but I kick everyone out. It's just We have robes for whenever we cut. Yeah, it's the camera, the sound guy, and the lady and the man or or the lady or whatever i mean everyone has to go that's my rule and that's the way it should be and when they when the scene cuts they get covered and then we reset up and we don't we don't do any stupid shit where we audition somebody and we're like hey well we need to see you naked right at the audition like lloyd kaufman said that in some fucking (laughs) book or something he's like make sure you see them titties at the audition it's like fuck you in the i mean we put it in the audition form it's like are you okay with nudity yes and that covers our bases right there so usually we've never had anybody then be like oh no right everyone looks like they're having fun yeah i mean it comes out very well 
And I think that we like create that environment too. I mean, you always want anybody because it's it's hard being an actor anyway in a situ in any situation really because you're just putting yourself out there on camera and you've kind of got to roll with the punches. And but, most of these people aren't actors and they never even wanted to right, be an actor. Right. Especially yeah. I mean, we've definitely some of the people that we've used in our films. I mean, I guess have been technically trained actors, mm-hmm. but but some no, and they just wanted to kind of like give it a try so i think it's it's kind of a testament you know i mean they all do a really good job and if they're willing to take off their clothes and and have a good time with us then we we try to be as respectful and as professional as we can I've be, especially only, during those scenes i'll only motorboat them like two or three times right. behind well, the scene as long as you're right. under five right i think less than yeah. a handful you're fine that's a classy man right there yeah that's classy exactly as <laughs> long as nipples <laughs> enter my mouth at any point then i feel like i cross any lines yeah just completely around just do a circle around right. it mm-hmm. and now, then you i remember i was watching the commentary track or listening to it on um i i don't know if it was pork shop 2 or, or if it was pork shop 3d uh but you said, Eamon, that at one point during one of the sex scenes that you tell all your male actors they have to go jerk off before they film to, to cut back on the old uh, accidental boner getting. So how does that go over? I mean, you're actually like, oh, what? Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. That's true. And, and it works. Totally, it's 100% true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not involved in that combo, but go ahead. So, um, yeah, well, there was, I, we had the first time, I think, that we had to do it. I just did it. I did it on part one. I told um, uh, the uh, Mike, um, who I forget what his stage name was right now. I don't want to say his real name because it's the only movie he ever did. So I don't feel bad for like forgetting his fucking fake stage name. But um, Mike, uh, and I hope that's his character name as well. Yeah, there's uh, Mike in the first one. So, yeah, he uh, had to have the scene where um, it was supposed to have been a very in-depth uh, sex scene. But uh, we um, <clears throat> were really rushed for time, and then we just kind of shot what happened. But I think it was him and the, the cheerleader. Courtney. And I, yeah, and I told him right before that uh, to go fucking jerk off. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, everybody does it on Hollywood movies. <laughs> Uh, that's so they don't like get hard when they're like having the sex scene and like the girl freaks out or whatever. I'm like, trust me, you got to do it. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, we've all done it. We've all had to do this before. And he goes, what do you mean? You've never had a sex scene in one of your movies. I'm like, not the movies that we put out to the public, but like (laughs) there are other movies that we've done in shorts and stuff. I'm not going to like show them to you right now. We don't have that kind of fucking time, but fucking go fucking jerk off he's like i don't have any porn or anything and i handed him like a fucking copy of like field and stream magazine or like (laughs) it was some sort of like hunting and fishing catalog or something (laughs) and then i was like there's gotta be something in there those waiters are sexy and then uh he went off and then we see him in about like an hour or so uh, and we're like getting ready to shoot the thing, and I'm like, "All right, did you do it? Did you take care of it?" Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "Did you find something?" He goes, "Yeah, I found something," but he said it in such a way <laughs> to where I'm like, "What did you find in that fucking thing?" And uh, yeah, I still don't know what he jerked off, but I assume it was like a, a like you a know, large mouth bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I, oh. 
I'm kind of I'm kind of curious about that because he must have got pretty excited because he ripped a hole in his pants that stayed throughout the entire film. Yeah, we, we had to ask what that, what happened to his pants in, in Pork Chop One. Like there's we one... were broke, so everybody basically we had a few people that had duplicates, but like most of the clothing was actually we did buy. It was from the '80s, almost everything. The only thing that wasn't was uh, Aaron Russ's uh, shorts, I think. And they were fucking uh, from Walmart. They were the Miley Cyrus collection. <laughs> and she was so happy to get the Miley Cyrus collection shorts uh, for her character. Just, or, like little being Miley. Thing. I mean, looks Yeah. Cool. And then, uh, but yeah, he uh, actually brought his wardrobe. Because, yeah, at that point we were like, fuck, I mean, we've... We spent the last of our budget before even going to shoot the movie on the final like plane tickets we needed to buy, I think. Right. And then it, from there on, it was basically like every single week, my paycheck and the producer, Brandon Raker, who also played Ian, uh, yeah. his paycheck. That's what we had to work with to buy like craft service stuff or like whatever. Yeah. And we didn't get paid shit. So. And you never will. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, we, yeah, we definitely, like, our paychecks were so, so fucking low. But it was okay because we didn't do work at our actual job. All we did was basically we turned it into a huge production office for the movie. It's so nice when you can do that. Yeah, we actually had, like, headshots pinned to the fucking wall and shit. (laughs) Like, fucking everything. But it was just somebody else's business. Nice. Uh, um, But, yeah, we, uh, so we had nothing. (laughs) So it was basically like, all right, uh, we hadn't done the Mike character's like wardrobe yet. And we're like, well, we'll go get something. He was like, well, I could get an old Charleston Charlie shirt. Um, yeah, boy, sounds good. Get it. I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> That's not even his voice. I don't know why I did that. But um, so then he got that and then he had the pants. And I'm like, all right, well, do you have duplicates of the pants? He's like, no, like, don't let anything happen to him. And then, I don't know, this motherfucker's, like, playing in creeks and shit and, like, running around, like, fucking, he's like, I'm out in the woods, yeah. And uh, a lot of things happen. And then he got his fucking haircut halfway through the fucking movie. <laughs> it's funny, I, didn't, I noticed the pants. I guess I'm just drawn to his crotch. Yeah. The, but I didn't notice the hair. There was a little crotch in those pants, but once yeah. they were just gone. Uh, he fucked up his hair so bad. And we had to wait until, like, it grew out at least a little bit. So we then couldn't shoot with him for, like, a solid, like, three weeks or some shit. Or, like, a month. Right. It was a while that we had to push back all of his stuff. I've never wanted to fucking kill somebody on a movie set. Like, it's okay for me to be talking this much shit about him, by the way. <laughs> Everybody yeah. Knows yeah. I think this might even be on the commentary or on a Probably. documentary. Or I think it is. Um. Let's go back. We, we touched on the, uh, like I said, you, you, we've been touching on the, the budget and how little of a budget you guys have to work with. And, I mean, your, your whole, I'm assuming your whole film catalog is this notoriously, you know, notorious for low budget, non-existent budgets, which makes it more impressive when we consider how much you guys are able to do with so little money. But that said, like, how do you guys go about raising the funds for these movies and considering how many movies you've made so far, has it gotten easier or harder? Or like people are just tired of giving you money yet? Or like how how is that process going for you each and every time you want to make another movie? It's definitely gotten harder. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Each time it's it's a little bit less than what you know we need. 
even when we do drop down our, our goal. Um, yeah. But we do, I mean, we put in our own money and then we also do crowdfunding. So every single movie that we've done, although I don't know if Porkchop did, I don't know if that was. Porkchop, yeah, actually Porkchop yeah. post-production. Okay. We had, uh, right. but we had uh, producers on who actually like, we had executive, like people cut us checks right, for right. Um, Porkchop and, and Zombie babies. babies, but we still had to like raise a shitload more. Yeah, and so, I mean, back then, and I guess Zombie Babies came out in two well we filmed it in 2009 just to put it into perspective of how long ago that was um and i think we were able to raise one um kickstarter or something it was like, our highest budget it was what three grand uh I think. well with the one maybe another grand in post so maybe four yeah but it was a pretty high budget that we just Everything that we had to spend, like, it, it just drained us down to nothing. I mean, putting but. people up, flying people out, it's, you know, buy a plane ticket to anywhere. I don't know. Where are you guys based? We're in St. Louis. Okay. So buy a plane ticket and then buy, like, five more. <laughs> <laughs> and then also the return ticket. I mean. And Charleston is, is the... Flights are, yeah, it's way more expensive than almost anywhere else right. you could think of to fly in or out of. But you can get away with a lot more shit here. I mean, yeah, you know, there's... There's no permits, there's really. No per there's I mean, no, like, you yeah, just do whatever the fuck just, you want. Yeah, you don't really have to... You can't to... close down a street. You, you still have to do the thing where you pay the cops to close down a street. Uh-huh. But... You know, if you're just shooting in the fucking woods, like, nobody's going to come and be like, hey, where's that permit, sir? Or if you've got it in with somebody that, like, works at the school, then you... <laughs> you just go into the school. Right. And, yeah. I mean, you don't have to, like, buy that that so, stuff, but just the, the flights and all that stuff alone. But, I mean, crowdfunding has been a great tool that we have used throughout the years to raise money. And without that and without the support of our fans and people that have... And it, you know, it's harder, but there are, like, we do have probably eight to ten people, I think, that are, like, every single time are, like, going for the, the, bigger the major tiers. And, the you know, we make sure that with what we do with crowdfunding, I mean, you get a DVD. You know what I mean? Like, you... you everybody pay, gets everybody their stuff. Everybody gets their stuff. Cool. And so if you donate $25 you're definitely getting a DVD so yeah. you heard it here folks if you help them out you're going to get something in return yeah absolutely I mean we've never not fulfilled our crowdfunding mm -hmm. promises I mean sometimes we've been like maybe a couple months late or what we're always late well, yeah. we're, we're late right now on VD yeah that's true the new movie but uh, you know we still do it it's the yeah. same principle it's not, with, like, it's not know, like it's not going to happen working with us like we're <laughs> It's going to come out. Mm -hmm. We always put it out there, and everyone always gets their stuff, and we're in debt. And I've fine. never gotten anything from any Indiegogo or Kickstarter I've done. No, so. I have. You have, yes. but I, I have never, ever gotten a single fucking thing. Yeah, I feel like that. I went through my guys? list, and it was just nothing. Do you guys donate to any of the like crowdfunding for like indie films or anything? Have you ever gone down that road? Well, nobody's asked us. Uh, the, the, uh, yeah, the, I was, the, the only thing I, uh, I've been part of uh, crowd crowdfunding or, or a kickstarting backing 
uh, was the the new Friday Thirteenth the game. I got on that and I was I donated and the help. Uh, with yeah. That. But uh, other than that, no, that's that's my experience with it. Did yeah, you, did you get flame, flame Jason? Jason? Flame and Jason? Yeah, yeah, I got I got the flame and Jason. Ah. And like you know the the extra clothing packs and I got like the the art book and the the, the soundtrack. I, I I was really you know so I I donated a lot to help that out uh, with what I could afford. So. And you got it, so yeah. it's legitimate. Yeah. So it's what we do, but sometimes you see. <laughs> I mean, and I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it. I mean, I've seen projects that have raised so much more money than we have, and I don't even know where the movie's at. Well, you guys where, pump it out. I, I'm impressed. That's a good job. Um, I mean, it's like, where where do these people, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it goes. Where does it go? Who knows? <laughs> let's, let's move on to some uh, more like actual movie-specific questions. Right, we're going to start with, we'll probably start with the, the original pork chop here. Uh, and we'll go and we'll work our way up through uh, Pig Girl, um, but uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously, I think you already kind of answered the question a little bit because you're a big fan of anything '80s. But the inspiration for Elrond, because that's the first time I've seen an inanimate robot fucking someone in the woods. I was pretty. I, I kind of liked Elrond. He had the Cadillac symbol. I think he was one of my favorite characters. Uh, inspiration <laughs> from Elrond. Where where did that come from? That was um, that fucking robot in the Rocky. Which Rocky is it? Where he's got a fucking robot. Oh god! Is that like three or four? Like three or four. Rocky yeah. Four. Rocky, Rocky four. four. Yeah. Three yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> when I saw that he had a fucking robot, I was like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest thing!" Uh, and then also, I think there's one in like a Revenge of the Nerds movie. Somebody's, oh, and Screech and Saved by the Bell has that fucking robot that tries to bang <laughs> Kelly. Nice. Oh my god, uh, I forgot about that robot. Yeah, I think it was mainly him. Kevin was the robot's name. There's <laughs> <laughs> also been characters in our movie. Yeah, I named so many characters Kevin, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, I think just for that reason. Um, but yeah, the uh, <laughs> that fucking dude. That was pretty much it. And then we, we wanted to build it. Um, Dave Russell, our old uh, cinematographer, who unfortunately passed away, he made uh, the first Elrond. And then our second Elrond, we had to kind of figure out how the fuck he did the first one because yeah. we beat it to shit with a fucking sledgehammer. Right. Um, and it was really hard to try to it get was. all the same stuff that he had stolen from various work sites. <laughs> uh, he was like a construction worker, so he just like stole so much shit from like fucking mm -hmm. that was just laying around like, all right, I can build this fucking thing. And then we had it all built together, and he was like, I got the perfect thing for it, this fucking Cadillac symbol. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. And we could not keep it attached to the fucking robot because the heat from the fucking fire would just melt that thing off every five seconds. And then I think at one point we were just like, fuck it. And just like, we're going to just keep shooting. I'm sick of reattaching this fucking Cadillac symbol. <laughs> Continuity. Who cares? Uh, I, I know I, I commented I, on that on the, on the episode on a pork chop episode. I, I, uh, after yeah. a while, I got it just became funny and almost uh, just kind of cute and enjoyable. Yeah, like is it on? Is it off? What, what are you gonna get here? Yeah. It's great. Uh, it, seriously, we were all like the makeup was melting off the actors through the whole thing. <laughs> we're all like, how is it this hot? But we had to get the fire so high to be able to get the orange because we had like a really shit camera. Uh, for the for poor chap one and uh it was like some old like canon like or some p2 it was like maybe it was panasonic i don't know 
Um, but uh, jazzy cam. It's yeah. It it fucking sucked so bad, and we had to just get so much light for everything. And all those campfire scenes, we wouldn't have been able to see anything at all unless we just completely, like, got the fire, like, to a crazy level. And, yeah, it just wound up, like, burning everybody alive. <laughs> but you got some great ambient light out of it. <laughs> I mean, it looked good. I wish. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, but, yeah he, so Dave Russell built the thing, and then we put it onto a uh, giant, um, like, 4 by 4 remote control. It was, like, the biggest remote control truck that we could find, and we were like, this will totally move this fucking thing, right? This is going to work. This is a genius idea. Uh, Fucker moves, like, two inches, and then it's like, no. And you just hear the, like, motors grinding on the fucking remote control car to try to get it, and they're like, all right, let's just pull it on a fucking rope. (laughs) So every Elrond scene, he's either sitting still or or pulling him on a fucking rope. even better, I think. (laughs) And then he would fall over. Because of the fucking weight, he was so top heavy that he would just fall over backwards. Somebody have to run in and prop him back up. That's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I, Pork Chop One. Like, I, I didn't have a whole lot for that one. We're good, unless you have more. No, okay. not nothing for Pork Chop One, but I do have something for Pork Chop Two. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff for Pork Chop Two. Pork Chop Two, and this is something that people I've been I'm kind of like reading comments online, kind of digging around. It seems like either people love it or they hate it. I I was really confused by it. When you break it into a musical, when you break mm-hmm. into song, and you don't touch it back on it ever again, and it never comes <laughs> up again. It's just that I one one-minute scene <laughs> where it's horrible singing. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. Yeah. Well, they started singing the, the they, they their lines, like, fucking all. we started rolling and i just i we had been making the whole movie and i was like man i just don't feel like this is like as ridiculous and, as and comedic as it should be like the movie and it just felt like something was kind of missing and we didn't have as much bert and teddy stuff in it so i was like well we need something that's kind of like weird and fucked up and because that's sort of what we always try to do yeah is just have something that's like just uh, bizarre and absurd. And then, that. Yeah, and then they started singing the thing. I was like, fuck it, you're just going to do it in the movie. And they're like, what? They, they were really <laughs> I'm like, back. no, you're going to fucking do it. They were really nervous at that point. And they did they not want to do it at all. They were just like, and I demanded fun, it. And yeah, we. And then I like it. I think it's fucking strange, but no one else really likes it. No, I think I've maybe read one. I try not to read too much, but I think I read one thing that, like, somebody really enjoyed it. Yeah, there's a guy on IMDb who thought it was the best thing ever. Oh, well, hey. There's, like, one person that really liked that bizarre moment, but, uh, you know, it's kind of cool. IMDb comments are usually just somebody saying that they want to fucking murder me. Uh, <laughs> YouTube as well. I, I Like, I'll see weird shit on YouTube where one guy posted something he was like, I see poor Chop has a chainsaw. I've got a fucking shotgun. You're dead, pig, or something. Like, I'm like, he's not real. What are you doing? Stay away from me. Yeah, YouTube's awful for comments, but uh, 
just here in the uh, bottle, I, just, I gotta ask, what you guys, what's your guys' drink of choice tonight? What, what? Oh no, it picked up on this goddamn microphone. Oh, Sorry. Good job, Amen. No problem. I should have done that. I, I, I've ruined the the allure that I'm a sober man. <laughs> <laughs> there was never any allure. No, right. Um, well, I'm drinking vodka, um, cranberry. Solid. Now. Uh, and I've got whiskey and and RC cola. RC. Oh, RC Ooh, cola. RC Rourke, Rourke, nice. Rourke. Yeah, that's my favorite. Do you favorite guys have color. RC in St. Louis? Uh, we oh, yeah. did. I, I don't, do we still have it? Yeah, I know we can, did a long time you ago. You can still find it at okay. some of the more choice uh, grocery stores. We in the actually area. had an RC like distributor or something here in town for like long, long time ago. But uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, we're, we're we're just drinking beers. Yeah, just we, uh, silver bullets right now. They're on sale. <laughs> there um, you go. Now, this, speaking of pork chop too, like I said, this is something I was curious about. Um, in the movie, you actually, you guys were able to get. Uh, R.J. Hattie to play the small role of uh, Mr. Fellsworth in the the teacher. Now a lot of people will know R.J. went on to be a two-time con- contestant on the sci-fi sit show Face Off, which is for special effects, makeup, and all that. Um, was there a reason you guys didn't take advantage of his skills to have him do the makeup or special effects on Porkchop Two while you had him, or was it just uh, just what, what? Why didn't that work out, or is it just something Money, else? Yeah. You know. People demand things, um, and uh, yeah, it was weird. Okay. Uh, I he, he actually he did the mask though. He did yeah. do the mask. Okay. And then. Then shit got weird. Shit got weird. <laughs> shit got weird. Fair enough. We won't have to go any further. Uh, we don't have to go further, but I'm guessing it has to do with the almighty dollar. So. Uh, it yeah. could. It could have something to do with. People that have more money than other people wanting even more money. Yeah, hey, who knows? <laughs> Could be. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Fair Missy, <laughs> I do have a question. You played Hannah in this movie, correct? Yes, I did. Yeah. So uh, your kill, your death was actually Marshall's favorite. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> Yay! I don't know if you guys listened to any of our episodes on it, but yeah, at the end of each episode, we do have, we have a favorite kill segment. And uh, for Pork Chop 2, the uh, Tiki Torch through the mouth propped up still on fire was my favorite kill for that movie that was so much fun i really 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 loved that i love that idea amen thank you and i I Mm -hmm. i'm just kind of curious because that back bend is pretty bonkers can you just kind of let us know how how that all play out what was what was your experience with that are you a yoga Um, person or something or no no actually um i'm a trooper (laughs) no it wasn't I mean, maybe it looked a little worse than it was, but if you, uh, I mean, I can bend pretty well, I think, <laughs> maybe. Remind you, you're also speaking with two overweight guys from the Midwest, so, you know, bending, well, bending just... backwards like that can be kind of tricky. No, it wasn't, it wasn't really that tricky, and, you know, I mean, when I was in the scenes, everyone was really very helpful. I mean, it took a while to put the um, prosthetic on, to where it like built up my mouth like around the actual prop of the torch. So honestly, it was basically like a couple different shots. The one where it where it hit me in the mouth, I guess the first time, and then the the next one of the next day. Like I guess when Bert and Teddy are coming up the hill and then they see me. So there's I think there's two different shots and, that uh, we did there. Yeah. Is that when Bert yeah. we redid the second? Right, and um, I mean, it's super quick, so really, I mean, you just kind of, 
you're not bent like that. I kind of put my leg back. I feel like it was a long bit of makeup to have the more... It was. Dead. To have the more dead look. Yeah, yeah. it was. But really, like, you can't see For so much. no time. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, doing a lunge almost. Yeah. So I kind of had one foot back and the other foot forward for, you know, the longer moment right after I knew, like, the camera was. And then you just have to hold really still and pray that you don't fuck it up. <laughs> well, you, you did great. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Also, in, uh, in, in Pig Girl 2, there's that scene when Pig, or, you know, Pork Chop, he confronts you. And I got to say, you... You went, you went, you went for the, you went for the home run. Your scream was top notch. So you know, kudos there. I gotta say, oh, so. thank you. Yes, I really had a great time in, um, in Poor Chop Two, kind of getting to. I mean, we really rolled around in the dirt a lot. I like fought him off, and it was, mm-hmm. it was super fun to like, be the girl running, like having an actual. We wanted to do more. And more we chase. shot. Yeah, so we shot more of it away from all the other stuff like yeah. weeks later I think. weeks later we decided that we didn't we didn't quite have enough because it basically was like i exited this barn and like my boyfriend got killed in the barn and i ran out mm-hmm. and um during that night in the location we were at there was just we were spent i mean we had worked i don't know maybe 18 hours that day and this was the very last thing i mean we shot that at like 3 a.m I feel like, and we just didn't have enough. So we, we went back a couple weeks later, we shot the, um, the opening and then more chase mm-hmm. sequence. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. After like a couple weeks. And after. that too got, so that day got so long to shoot. It did. Cause we shot chase stuff that we were done mm-hmm. again. <laughs> Even when we yeah. got to that, like I want to die. <laughs> Why are we doing this to ourselves? Yeah. It was it was so much fun though. I mean, I always love I always love acting in these things, but um, I really enjoy doing the behind the scenes work. I mean, it's you're you're basically like you're in control of it, and it's a lot more. I think it's it's more fun for me anyway because I'm not like a, an actor by trade. You know what I mean? So I kind of like you know figure out the schedule, like negotiating contracts like working on working with the actors versus you know being in the mix right that's them they're professionals i'm i'm not well (laughs) i actually that kind of partially answers a question i have which i'm going to come back to but um i actually specifically for you miss i wanted to know how like when exactly and how did you get involved with the pork chop series like when did you i mean i guess maybe i should know this but did you do something before the pork chops? Like the, some of the earlier movies, or is this your first uh, like endeavor into in, into this into the movies with with Eamon? Well, actually, um, the producer, one of the producers from Pork Chop, Brandon Raker, I knew him, and he suggested that I go out for Pork Chop. And during that time, um, I was in the middle of college and I was working this job that I could not quit you know, to go shoot a movie. So I was like, oh man, this sucks. Like I really, that sounds so awesome. Like I'm so jealous. I can't, I can't though. I can't. And um, then like a year later, he got back to me and was like, hey, you know, they're doing this thing. They're doing this, um, it, this movie is called Zombie Babies. And here's the premise. It's about like these couples that go out for this retreat. And then like 
they're all pregnant, and then these aborted babies come back to life and kill everybody, <laughs> kill all the couples. I was like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I want to be a part of that. <laughs> so um, I went out for the audition for that movie, and then um, I met I met Eamon, and I met you know a bunch of people that were casting and one of the other producers and I got the part so uh, that was my first movie and my first time being you know like on a movie set and after that I just fell I just fell in love with it especially the behind the scenes stuff yeah on zombie baby she she definitely like took to the behind the scenes part of it much more than anything else and like it's like she <laughs> wanted to suddenly become everyone's like den mother yeah <laughs> i was like cooking all the food I was i'm like, gonna do this yeah. i'm gonna do this can i also do this i would love to do this i could do this like it was every fucking part of it she wanted to see and like experience and i and wanted shit. to learn about it and it was so cool like i'm i'm very <laughs> grateful for that opportunity i had fun acting in it as well um it's such a fun movie but yeah, it just like opened my eyes to like the world of filmmaking, and ever since that, I've been hooked. And yeah, a lot of people they'll they'll finish a scene or something, and then I think on a lot of other movies I see, and they'll just kind of go and like sit down and do whatever. And Missy's like, she was always the kind of person that was just like running to grab something or carry something to somewhere else or like, how do I do this light thing? I want to do this. Can you show me how to do this? Can I like turn it and it does a thing? <laughs> Uh, like all of that shit, she was just deep into. So that's awesome. So I'm guessing that's, that's what why. led you then to kind of move into the, your role of uh, producer. Yeah. And so I guess it, basically, everything you're saying is kind of what you did as a producer as well. Is that was that basically your uh, your your task? Like everything. What else did you do as a producer uh, on these films? Other because most of the, I think when most people think of producer, they think oh you're just fronting the money for it. But there's more to it than that. So want to right. go into kind of what how you took on the role of producer and what all you did yeah sure um I mean some of it is you know some producers do front the money and they're you know kind of absent from the set but for what I did I mean it's it's basically everything on an indie movie guys I mean for anything from you know like I said or organizing the schedule to making sure all the food's ordered or else cooking the food or else you have to step in and slate or else you, you know, you might have to hold a microphone at some times even just because, you know, maybe someone had to go to work and you, you basically you have to make sure the movie gets done and the day gets done on time and on schedule. You cannot be behind no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. So you know, we've got X amount of scenes that I've already said, hey, these are the scenes that we're shooting today. So I come up with that. We meet with the, the DP. I meet with the special effects people. I meet with the director, Eamon. We all sit down super early in the morning over several cups of coffee. And I, I basically say, look, this is all that we have to do today. And then I go and check in. And then we all groan loudly. Yeah, and everybody and then... hates me. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> not. She's basically the AD and am, producer yeah, on every movie. You know, I Sometimes think... <laughs> we'll have another AD, which helps, but. Yes, it does. That, oh gosh, anytime that is, yeah, it does help a lot. But 
basically I'm the one that's watching the watch and I'm watching the money. And I'm also watching over you to make sure you're doing your job. So I'm the, I'm basically the boss in a way. Like you want the director to have like the creative ability to like go with the, the director should never have to, you know, worry about time or so other sounds, things. That's my job. It sounds like I say, hey, we're running late on this scene. You it's it's been three hours. We have to go. So fix it and then let's do it. Sounds like a <laughs> good cop, bad cop. Exactly. And I'm the bad cop. <laughs> well I wish she was always the bad cop. Sometimes I have to be the bad cop and that sucks. That's the hardest thing. Right. I can understand that. Um I, I it's not it's similar but not. I mean there's a difference between movies and theater but I, my background was in, is uh, on stage and theater I got into acting first and then transitioned into uh, directing uh, as well uh, so I, I definitely sim- I definitely understand like what you're talking about how having somebody to help is nice and be, as a director being not wanting to be the bad cop all the time but you, there are moments when you have to do it and it's not fun but mm-hmm. um, uh, let's move on to uh, Pork Shop 3D 3D uh, so a couple of questions we have for this one. I think Aaron and I both had these, uh, basically the same question written down. Is, uh, we got confused as how Elrond came back in number three after <laughs> being completely decimated and destroyed in Porkchop 1. He's yeah. miraculously back and working full function 3D. We're like, what? How'd that happen? Is it, was it something that was planned or is it just, fuck it, we'll Elrond's back? There. Yeah, like, what's the story behind that? Well, my 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 idea was that Richie had been for I guess it would be what twenty years or something, just like locked in this perpetual like vegetable state kind right. of. Yes. Uh, and then <laughs> he probably would have given instructions through some sort of like straw hitting a keyboard situation, <laughs> like a hawking thing, to a caretaker to allow her to rebuild Elron basically from these scraps that have been recovered. And then Elrond was supposed to be his caretaker, but just consistently, you know, reminded him about the fact that he liked that weird, like, child molestation episode of Mr. Belvedere. That he banged um, his fantasy girl in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that he did that as well. Um, so it's just like that's kind of uh, the. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, I would have loved to see, like, a montage film. Like, if you could. I like, would. Of, like, yeah. just in a hospital bed, tapping away at some nurse in the background, like a siren iron. Like, there was some music in a montage for the assembling Elrond. That would have been great. We've had so many things like that that have been supposed to happen through, like, other people that I, like, artists and, like, you know, animators and stuff on, like, and, uh, like, uh, yeah, people, we've talked about so many graphic novel little things and comic books that would happen as yeah, prequels yeah. or in between. And fucking... Nobody is worth a shit. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> so unreliable, man. Like, I'm pretty motherfucking reliable if I say that I'm going to fucking do some shit. Eventually it will be done. And it just kills me that, like, all these things haven't been able to, like, come to, you know, come to life like that. But that was that was the, the basic thing okay. uh, for him. And then there's also, uh, and it's completely off topic, I'm sorry, but oh, there is also, I do want to mention, there was an intended Bert and Teddy uh, animated series that we were working on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is that true. That was fantastic. We do have concept art from it that I think if you go to Chris Woodall's Facebook page, uh, he was our effects artist for Poor Chapel One and um, Zombie Babies and well, a few he's other. he's the guy who played Richie, right? 
Yeah. Okay. If you go to his Facebook page, you could find some of the concept art for that animated series, <laughs> it's and it's so fucking good. hilarious. Now, was it, would that have been like a YouTube series, or where would you have wanted to release that? Like, that's hilarious. I th- yeah, I think we probably would have put it up as like a YouTube thing, and we wanted it to be like full, <laughs> like, like full like... episodes that were like thirty minutes long, <laughs> animated episodes where Bert and Teddy basically keep uh, starting various failed like businesses. So they'll go and like find something that's like like a the one, first one was La Brea tar pits. So it was like a fuck, but it wasn't La Brea tar pit. It was just like another tar pit somewhere. Okay. And they're like, we're gonna fucking turn this into the best goddamn fucking tar pit ever, Teddy. And then they open that up, and then it turns out that like the government has been dumping like toxic waste ah. into the fucking tar pit. And it raises up the dinosaur skeletons and right. the fucking and fossils like riding, and shit. Yeah, these are riding dinosaurs. Yeah, and they're called <laughs> dinosaurs. Dino- oh, God. It's Britain Teddy versus the dinosaurs. So that's our pilot, if it ever happens. I gotta say, I love your ideas of where you get this stuff from. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> just redneck, like, grand fucking ideas that they talk about. Like, <laughs> We should fucking open up a whole goddamn resort, but yeah. it'll be in the backwoods of West Virginia, and yeah. people can get abortions. <laughs> like just... zombie babies. Why not? I mean, you're gonna be there. Like, if you're pregnant, fuck it. Let's offer the abortion option. I always say zombie babies is uh, one of the movies I like to watch. Sometimes I like to get my hands on that, along with uh, I think it's like Catholic Ghoul Girls from Outer Space or something. Whatever that one is. Uh, I... well, yeah, there's Catholic Ghoul Girls, Vampire Horrors, That's... Zombie Babies. Yeah, they're all really really technically a mess um, i think zombie babies is a little more technically but but we there's... eventually decided that it was that was going to be the comedy of it oh, was yeah. that it was so we just said fuck it and went all in on like let's have the worst if you green wanna screen have, like, let's the... have the worst yeah. like everything you could possibly do well, that's yeah, fine. That's, if, you're, that's, if you're all in on it and you and you know that that's like the shtick, then it works that way and it can be enjoyable. That's our whole podcast. Yeah. So bad it's good, so bad it's scary. And if that's so bad it's good, we love it. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> back with Porkchop 3D. Uh... Yeah, I, I just had a question about... Um, so Porkchop 3D, we see Meg, the original pig, you know, re- Porkchop's daughter, shot mm-hmm. and killed through the head... Uh, you know, she's done for. And then, all of a sudden, there's this second pig girl. Yeah, pig girl herself. Yeah, Not there's big, pig, pig girl, girl herself now. Uh, was, where did she come from? Is and Because I was a little confused at first. I was like, is this poor chap's wife? Uh, and was Meg their kid? I, I don't know. There wasn't, uh, so, was she supposed to be the daughter of, uh, like, a second daughter? Or what, where'd she come from? So... <laughs> Poor Chop has been abducting and raping young women <laughs> for a um, long time. over and over again since uh, I guess probably the uh, I guess there would have been like a 70s era where it's like young pork chop if mm. we were gonna do that like bullshit like Leatherface prequel, yeah, prequel. Fucking thing or whatever <laughs> like what oh, is that crap call him Piglet yeah, yeah. Uh, good. But Love yeah, that. and we also did have a, a prequel that that did uh, a prequel comic that was supposed to come out that was all of the shit that led up to Porkchop One, but that'll never fucking happen. Well, because okay. artists are fucking really high. 
So, um, so what happened was, uh, poor Chop at one point would have uh, probably, it's probably would have turned out to be Meg's daughter. I guess in some way or something. I just something. think that Porkchop, like in my head, I just think that Porkchop likes to bang a lot of chicks in the woods and like pig girl. And, and there is was supposed to be an, an entire family um, with like right. a grandpa and all kinds of fucking shit. And you know, there's like do. the little pig kids in the woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. moment. Yeah. So it's like he's. And if you notice, I don't know if you actually watched the entirety of Porkchop 3D, like past the credits. Yes, I, I yes I did. So. <sighs> That person, pig girl, probably couldn't really go to school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I think that poor Chop just has a lot of children from illegitimate and Living unwilling women. Yeah. And that was one of my theories. My other theory is that pig girl is, a, you know, I feel like it kid. was like a couple. He had fucked one and then impregnated her. Yeah. And then she had a kid and then he fucked the kid and then the kid <laughs> shit out. And then that's me. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the butt baby of that. I love it. Yeah. That's much better now. I'm so glad you explained that to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, okay, like I said, we're on, we're, we're on Pig Girl. So uh, that's, we were talking about Pig Girl and, and we just mentioned Meg. Now, what we... We're probably trying to figure this out. What is going on there? Because we clearly see, like, why was Meg at the in the very end of Porkchop, you know, post credits, all that. You had the big, almost a whole whole other movie at the end of the credits. Uh, but we see her get like stabbed and like shot in the face in like uh, in the previous movie, and then Meg is back killing people with with Pig Girl. Where does Meg come from? Like, how is she not dead? <laughs> like, what it happened? Could be, it could be a twin. Oh. Ah. Oh. ah. Yeah. We're going to soap opera around the t- evil twin. <laughs> Meg, <laughs> we also didn't see Meg under the mask at this point. So Meg could have a supernatural origin. Ooh. Okay. I like that. I like that. I like that theory. It opens it up. So I understand. So well, Marshall. Be- go ahead. It's Meg Peg. Yep. <laughs> so Marshall. You wanna- does- yeah, I got it. I got They're it. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Marshall does a lot of the research. Um, and I saw that uh, Missy, you were not um, supposed to have a dual role in uh, Pig Girl. It yeah, was a lot just, of stuff went wrong in Pig Girl. Yeah, it sounded like a lot of things went wrong in Pig Girl. A lot of people didn't uh, live up to their end of the bargain, and you guys were kind of on a time constraint and had to just slam it through and get it done. Uh, and it sounds like Missy, you had to play not only you know producer, you know the mother hen, as well as two roles. Uh, you know, how, how did you, uh, handle that? I mean, what was, what was that experience like? Um, I wish I could say cocaine, but that, you know, no, um, lots of coffee and basically we had to rewrite the script, um, a day before, I guess we started filming the night before. And (laughs) so then Eamon had to actually be in the movie as well. Um, as the lead role. Right, because his role is supposed to be a girlfriend for uh, Elvis McComas' character. It was such a good script. It was really good. I wish it would have... I wish that we could have portrayed the script as it was originally. But, you know, things happen, and um, it was very hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Pig Girl was probably... 
the and it wasn't even the most complicated but because of the circumstances it it really was it was i think was, everybody was on edge at all and times and we all every single one of the actors too had to do something else because there was there was so few crew and people i mean that movie like basically almost made us like never want to do another movie it almost broke you so yeah it oh, almost yeah. broke us Literally, I mean... But then what's crazy is everybody fucking came back for the next thing. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why we were so... I know. Well, we, we were really... We really wanted to make something totally different. And that was our goal. And, um... It's just... It sucks, man. It sucks so bad when you've got such good shit on the paper. And you've got these great ideas. And... You know, a few people not showing up or, or canceling or doing whatever. It's like, being dicks. They don't get it. That that really, it jeopardizes stuff, not only it, for the people that are like, oh, yeah, we support you guys, but also the people that are right there with you. The actors and the crew that are like, hey, we're here. We're ready. I think that, they, that when somebody does some shit where they're like canceling on the day like 15 minutes after they were supposed to have actually been at the location of yeah. shooting and then wardrobe and shit when that stuff happens it's like i really do think that they think the only person they're fucking over is like me or you yeah and it's like there's actually about a hundred like, people at least that you're fucking right have, you know it was a difficult <clears throat> difficult movie to make like and I've worked on a, a few of them, and it was, it was the physically taxing, because every single one of us, you know, me, Eamon, Elvis, Scott, Allie, I mean, I mean, it was. Sam. And it, the movie just kept going too, and we, the we, core group wound up being at, at a certain point. I think just it was basically me, Missy, Scott, and Allie, like having to tackle like 60% more of the film just on our own. Yeah. And try to get something that was watchable and, you know, out the door. Uh, oh, I mean, we did it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, we definitely did. It came together. Uh, I do have a, just a few more questions about Porkchop before we start moving on and we'll start wrapping things up. Uh, the first. Or you just want to talk about our broken movie a little more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will, I will ask this. Where was Burt Fleming? Yeah, that was the next one. Yeah. Every movie had Burt. Where was Burt and Pig Girl? Uh, Bert, the original script. Burt has been in every fucking movie, and I wanted to make a movie that was, since we were doing a spinoff film, I wanted to make a movie that was tonally different than the other fucking films. Like, all the other films were the absurd comedy shit, and then I wanted to make a movie that had, like, little bits of that here and there, but overall it was kind of just, like, a by-the-numbers, like, slasher fucking movie. It definitely felt darker. Uh, yeah, I mean, the music that she chose was uh, more, you know, much more, had a darker tone, and there wasn't as much, you know, slapstick comedy or, you know, kind of kind of those wacky moments but yeah it was definitely a shift away from that i mean you could you could feel that you want to try something different and it's it's always good to do that and you know we put it on paper and some of it did work and i think some of it you know didn't 
I mean, it didn't because it didn't get shot because we couldn't. And then Bert's also not in Steve Death Collector, the movie we did after that. So right. I think we're trying to have like, okay, so there is a Bert universe. Which I love. And then there's also yes. another sort of just, you know, maybe spin Pig Girl off into her own thing, have a movie that's just Pig Girl and Mag, have the Steve thing, have like things that could, we could also do a franchise of that will, will go along the lines of that. Yeah. Five. So is that, yeah. Are, are you guys saying we might actually see a pig girl too, or uh, the adventures of pig girl and Meg going through just killing people? Probably. That's that. That's always been my. That's always been a uh, thing a goal. that I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, my awesome. original pork chop four was was actually like just tell them. Well, it was a beach movie. It's a luau. And <laughs> that's awesome. So what I had intended uh, Pig Girl 2 to be, if we ever do it, we will did, yeah. be, it'll be that kind of beach. It'll be like a spring break movie where Meg and Pig Girl go on spring break. So are we going to see Pig Girl in a bikini? <laughs> going wild? Possibly. You never know. Oh, my God. I can't. So let, let me know when the Kickstarter for that one starts up. <laughs> so, Missy, I mean, you're, you're played Pig Girl. You've also played Hannah, and I forget your character's name from uh, Pig Girl. Rain. That was not... Oh, yeah, Rain. Rain. That's right, Rain. Thank you. Um, so you've done the victim, and you've done the killer. You've gone kind of like... I, I, I think you had the potential to be an indie scream queen. I mean, the way you, you, you do your, your scream, your run. I mean, you got, you got the look. You got the, you got the acting chops. I, I'm a big fan. But which one do you like better? Do you like playing the hunter or the hunted? Oh, I definitely like playing the hunter. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. I love playing the killer. I mean, that's a dream. Like, who who doesn't want to play a killer in a horror movie? That's the ultimate goal. I, I, I agree mean, with you. I, I totally agree. I, that would be the best. So I just want to be the guy that gets the motorboat, everyone. But I feel weird writing that in because it's, like, right. it's like, and then so... Eamon motorboats every woman in the entire like, movie. Wait, what happens? I have to explain <laughs> that to Missy and everybody. No. It's like, no. This um, no Eamon definitely... gets in hot tub, gets left. <laughs> Being killed is super fun because you get to work with the effects team in a different way. And, you know. That, that's super cool in its own right, but being the killer is just its own form of, like, disturbing. Like, you try to stay away from the people. You you can get, like, super creepy. You got this look in your eye. I mean, it's, it's so fun to play the killer. I would, I mean, I would be Pig Girl forever if that <laughs> would. I, just an off... Do you? I know it sounds. I hear a lot this a lot about this in like sociology or pardon me, psychology classes. When you put on the pig girl mask, when you put on the the weird like long dress and you had the boots on, do you feel like is it, is it like a change in your personality? Like let's go fuck some shit up. Absolutely, yes. There's a rush when you put on a mask. There really is. Yeah. I mean, I like. <laughs> I don't even know where. I mean, I started, like, walking around the set, like, trying to figure out kind of, like, how I was going to move around and, like, move them. Because there's a way that you can actually, like, move the mask a little bit if you, like, move your lips. 
and um, like breathe in a certain way, you can kind of like get it to do. Because it's skin tight against her face. It's so like silicone. It's it very hard it to breathe. Kind of just wrap right there. <laughs> so like, if you do like certain chewing things, like I think maybe Eamon, you might have told me, maybe like chew some gum or do something, mm-hmm. something like that to like where I want to make it move. I can actually get something like vibrant on the camera mm-hmm. for when we do like close-ups of like pig girl and, mm-hmm. and porch up 3d and, and, and pig girl itself. So it was super fun to be the killer. I love that. I like, absolutely. I would take that a hundred percent. I mean, she did everything down to just, she created a walk. She cre- every single movement she like worked on and made, you know, this is a unique thing to pig girl. Yeah. I love it. It's so much fun. Cool. It was, you know, we had a couple of pickup shots too, where I think people had just been watching you over the movies, like to see how you did it. And then we had a couple of pickup shots where Angela had to put on the fucking right, yeah. like get up, and she tried to she do did, the walk yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, exactly the way you were doing scene, it. And she had to yeah. like step over. Yeah. <laughs> She's so great. I love her. Um. Now, okay, so we've we've gone through the entire pork chop catalog now the entire run uh looking back on the entire series what are your guys's favorite or the top kills from the entire series that you that were the ones that stick with you the most because we have ours yeah we have our favorite kills i mean we we that's part of our podcast every movie we watch we 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 obviously watch it we love kill counts pork child 3d god damn nice high kill count so at the end at the end of each podcast we always say what's our favorite kill so out of the entire pork chop series, what is your favorite kill, both Missy and Eamon? Uh, Londart, pork chop one. <laughs> Richie, yeah, that was mine. Yeah. Um, am I good? Can I give another one? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you yeah. I, um, I have two. I, I was gonna share two, so feel chainsaw. Free. The chainsaw in three D. What? Kenny Bass's head? No, the chainsaw Richie. and the Richie. Yeah. Oh, through the through yeah, the yeah the NASA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, there was just the government budget cut on NASA. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. That's oh, a, oh that. my God. That's even just, better. just happened right then. Yeah. Um, ah. And then uh, the... Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, vaginal suffocation for Chapter I, 2. I like that. And, and the post hole digger, too, through the guts. I mean, yeah. we had to dig... We put a lot of... Oh, yeah, yeah. So her body... We, we actually dug an entire ditch... <laughs> out. ...for the lesbians at the beginning yes. of the uh, two. Yeah. We had an we, entire we, ditch. We fucking plaster casted an entire fake an body... An entire fake body. ...to go <laughs> on top of the fucking thing. <laughs> and then had to fill a bag full of... It, it was like... When I say we, I didn't do shit. But... <laughs> People work their fucking oh, I, asses yes. off for fucking great. that shit, and, and yeah, it was so cool. I, there's a there's a really that. brilliant kill in Zombie Babies, though. Although I don't think we can discuss it. Oh, we haven't seen it. Well, we're, I mean, we're going we're going pork chop only here. Okay, pork okay, chop yeah. only. Yeah. And then, um, let's see. There's a kill in Zombie Babies that I still like vomit thinking about. I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. All right. Well, I want to see even more now. She's um, so gross. <laughs> yeah. What, what are yours, Missy? What, what What are your favorite kills from the series? Yeah. Um. Well, I was gonna say the post hole digger in Four Shop Two. Um. I also like the bong through the um the ah, skull. Yeah. 
as well. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, in 3D, I like I like the chainsaw with Kenny Bass's head, and then now it like holds the. Did he hold his head up, or was that Mike's head? I That's can't Mike's head. He uh, does oh yeah, the he does hacksaw, the hacksaw. I really like the hacksaw yeah. one because I we. Know. I mean, he seemed like. He did a good job. The shot's cool that. of him holding it, and it's the predator shot that he does. Right, it's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let's see, and let's see, and Pig Girl. I mean, I really like the campfire at the beginning, the right. the burning off. That was that for that movie. That was my favorite kill for Pig Girl. That's that's really good. I mean, they did a great job. Like we won an award for that. Yeah, for the, the just the peeling yeah, yeah. thing coming off. And they did a great job. Adam Edwards and Allie Meadows um, mm-hmm. did a great job with that. And um, I mean, and I like squib kills. I mean, I like the gunshots in Portrait 3D. I think that that played well when Bill that was Aaron's when he killed Actually, uh, uh, Kenny my, Bass, right? My favorite kill in Pig Girl was was you coming up and shooting the. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I really like that too. Um, and then you know what was that? Um, what was that thing that I held in Pig Girl with the like? Zzz, oh like, yeah, yeah, I, like, the um, head trimmer the thing. Head trimmer. <laughs> Into uh, Laura. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Casey's mother. Yeah. Yeah, that was so much fun. Um, oh, man, you guys actually just also just settled a debate between us unknowingly because Aaron was it was not sure what happened to. Uh, your character, Eamon, Jason, and Pickle, because he wasn't sure that you were actually dead from the vaginal suffocation. Vaginal uh, suffocation. Yeah, which I said you were dead, and he, he yeah, wasn't quite sure. I couldn't tell if she was, I didn't know if Pickle was raping you or not. I didn't know what was happening. Uh, we, uh, here's the deal. I, I'm not going to give you a biology lesson, but... <laughs> That's what I said, Amy. That's what I said. I'm like, look at I would also say that uh, we do always have a shortage of fucking actors. So if I just passed out from the fumes of her fucking, like, pig girl vagina, <laughs> and that might possibly set me up for returning in a sequel to right. be a hunter to hunt down somebody who killed hot. my clearly, like, uh, male yeah. of my life. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that could be a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a great comeback. Uh, Give me an RV, send me to the beach, I'm there. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, just to, uh, get you, for my end, my favorite killers were Courtney, the cheerleader from Porkchop 1, who got fucked to death by a chainsaw in a tree, and uh, uh, Richie from uh, Porkchop 3D as well. Uh, cause I, I love the fact that the, the lawn dart was still sticking out of his head like 20, 30 minutes oh, later. Yeah, I made that a point. That was, and that was a good one. Too. So he had the yeah. sledgehammer to the to the long dart and then the chainsaw on top of it. So that, those are my two favorite kills from the entire series. Man, you love fucking that guy up, man. <laughs> he, he gets pretty messed up. But the thing is, is, is he dead now? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Gonna, who knows? Like Futurama, he's just going to be a head in a, a, a jar. Right, like Futurama, yeah. <laughs> yes. Elron and Richie just yeah. They merge. Six million dollar man. We have the technology. We we can they, build them. They will occupy the same body. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awesome. It's like a Smeagol and Gollum relationship. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. welding. It's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Um, now with the entire series, you've had some, you know, you know a lot of actors you have to bring in from uh, um from out of state, and even you've got actors with with a decent resume behind them. 
like Ruby LaRocca from the first one, Sam Qualiana, Sean C. Phillips. Um, how are you able to go about getting these people who have more experience involved with your projects? I think that um, they probably don't get, as far as what they've told me, is they don't get scripts that are like fun. <laughs> like that's at the level that we do stuff um where and also we're like i mean we've worked with a lot of these people multiple times and they seem to enjoy the entire experience like hanging out with us and working with us we're not bad folks people. we're, we're all right people. Folks. <laughs> um but uh i hope we're all right people but uh th they seem to enjoy that so they just want to come back and do it um but uh and it's yeah, just it's you know all... it's reaching out too it's like you yeah know, i mean you... i've always been you know i made friends with uh sam on um he he was a contributor to zombie babies yeah. and then we just started talking you know online about everything that was going on i was like hey well you know you're come do a part in zombie babies and yep. then he came out and we had a fucking blast and just like partied the fuck up in like charleston in some bar and i think the night that he came in we had like a big show that was like a, oh yeah a bunch of the bands that were on our soundtrack and stuff and uh we then became like fast friends and then he just has always wanted to be a part of whatever he can after that um same thing with ruby uh when we worked with her i think most of the stuff she had done was the seduction cinema yeah mm -hmm. um like misty monday softcore stuff yep yep which is hilarious and awesome and uh fucking we were like hey do you want to do a role that isn't that at all and just you're the like main girl in a fucking slasher film and you do not have to show your titties uh and then <laughs> after that she was like fucking this is great like i've never been the final girl and like what what the fuck yeah and then she came on for zombie babies yeah. and yeah. yeah and sean uh we met online i think and then I was like, dude, fucking come be in this movie, Zombie Babies. Yeah, and, we'll fly you out. Probably. Yeah, he at that time was on the East Coast, and um, I'd been watching his YouTube stuff, and I loved, like, everything he did. I was like, dude, I want you to be in this. You can be, like, my fucking buddy in this movie. And, like, we get, I, like there are scenes in Zombie Babies that I'm sorry to keep bringing that movie up. But no, there it's fine. It's fine. That, that, to where I, like, felt this, like, cool kind of connection to him. Like, yeah. we were going to well, be, like. He is a cool duder. So great yeah. on set. Like, he, he is the cool the, duder. He was the nicest like guy I've ever met. Like mm -hmm. he came with me one because we had a like Eamon said I kind of um, I guess took over a role of like doing things on that set and I was like so um, hey Sean do you like want to come with me and and get the pizzas for the craft service? <laughs> he was like yeah totally I'll go. And, like, we just, he just was down for, I mean, he, you know, like. He seems like that type of guy. Like, I look at his his, his uh, biography, or his filmography, if you will, and, like, the, every movie he's like, he's been in, like, I want to see, just based on the title alone, he just seems like the kind of guy who would just, just does it for the fun of it, and he'd just be, like, a cool, laid-back guy. He's actually yeah. a member of our Hall of Fame. I was about, yeah, he was in our first Hall of Fame inductee class for our uh, Horrible Horror Podcast uh, Hall of Fame. He's, he's one of two inductees in the actor category that we inducted this year. I love that. Well, the one movie where he has the, at the end of it, the thing with his family. Yes. 
they get slaughtered. He <laughs> shot the whole thing. Yeah, we were like, do you want to... He what just, he, we, at, we're like, we cannot afford you at this point. Because I think he might have been... He, he was, was in very, L.A. He, he had just gotten very, in L.A. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way we can fucking fly you out. I'm so sorry, dude. He's like, I need to be in this movie. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, really? Are you going to do that? And he's like, yeah, I'll fucking shoot the whole thing. Wow, so that's like, amazing. Right, fucking, and he shot like a mini slasher film that we put yeah. at the end of the fucking yeah. movie. Yeah, so incredible. I love that. I love him, and yeah. I love people like that that like work on our project. You know, they he's just, one of the best fucking yeah, people absolutely. ever. Um, and yeah, most of those cats, they just—I don't know—they they just kind of became part of the family, and just they keep coming back. Yeah. Awesome. Um, before I go into my final wrap-up questions, Aaron had wanted to do a little uh, word association game with you guys. So. I just have a little fun. I don't know. For some reason, I think it's, it's corny as fun. All right, so. Missy and Eamon, just let me know the first thing that pops in your head when I say it. Uh, poor chop. Panties. Nice. Well, that was, no. Wait. What? What? <laughs> I was too slow. Wait, are you and then we playing both with say me? It. I are think we, we both say it at the same time. Yeah. No, you can each have your own no, answer. You can each have your own answer. That's fine. So so late now for me to respond to that. Then it's like <laughs> I've been thinking about the whole gremlins. Okay. <laughs> All right, again. All right. Um, Elrond. Hubbard. West Virginia. Hell. Mountains. Incest. West Virginia. Family. I was hoping for West Virginia. That's what we were hoping The empty glass. Drinks. Dirty. <laughs> Bert Fleming. Funny. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there were other things that popped into our head. It was very funny. Local hero. Yeah. Coat hanger. Abortion. Nice! I totally called that one. I totally called that. Awesome. Funny. <laughs> uh, redneck. Scott Gregg. Family. <laughs> and finally, pig girl. Lovely. My favorite person. My favorite person. <laughs> well, thank you for humoring me for my late night uh, lame game. All I right. love it. Um, what, since you guys are constantly working with what else do you want to promote? Like, what do you guys have coming down the pipeline or that Shameless you're working plug. on right now? Shameless plug time for you guys. Well, VD. VD and also Steve Death Collector. If you want to get a copy of that. The last movie we did was Steve Death Collector. I directed Missy that one. directed it. Oh, wow. All right. How was that directing? How was your first... What was that experience like? Woo! It was, it was difficult, but luckily I've had a bunch of good people around me, like Eamon and, and Scott and, and many others that kind of... I know. Help me along the way. It's like it's it really is a team effort, you guys. I mean, nobody can ever do this on their own. Um, so Steve was awesome. It's about a guy who. Uh, do you want me to tell you about it? Or yeah, no. yeah I mean, you get yeah, shameless plug, man. Tell us about. <laughs> Show it out. It's about a guy who. In a world where guy. <laughs> who collects debts, and he's at a dead end job. No, no, that's terrible. Okay, anyway, it's about this guy who was stuck in the '80s, in a in a world of today, and um, he's a debt collector, 
And he decides to kind of start collecting people's lives instead of their debts. So it's a it's a slasher. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. I mean, Steve's cool because he's stuck in the '80s and nobody gets it. But um, there's a lot of kills, and I had a great time directing it. It was it was awesome. Sounds like it's in our wheelhouse. Cool, cool. So that one's available now. Yeah, and, and there's then... a, well, and let me let me. There are a lot of boobs, so you guys know there's a lot of blood. It is based on our short, I guess we should say. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, which we won uh, the top prize at Celluloid Screams um, in their like a UK uh, festival. It's really fucking cool. And Astron Six fucking picked our short. Yeah, yeah, they did. And uh, <laughs> which was awesome because we love those guys. And then we were like, fuck it, let's make a feature uh, version of that short. And our short's on YouTube, if you want to yeah. see it. Yeah, just look up Steve Duff Collector um, trailer yeah. or whatever. Awesome. Um, and then, you can get the vibe of the movie, because it's definitely very, like, VHS, because that's the goal. Yeah. And then VD is the new one that we're almost done with. And that is a uh, kind of an anthology film, uh, but it's like a... Uh, two evil eyes type thing where there's just like two long form shorts that are connected. Okay. And it was and instead of like the Argento Romero thing or whatever happened with the two evil eyes, I was so much of a dickhead that I was like, I'm just going to direct both of them. <laughs> uh, and then, so we've got one uh, thing that's pretty cool. It's kind of a surprise right now. And then the other is a ventriloquist dummy thing, but both things involve small like puppet, kind of horror okay very, yeah. very charlie band now do you have like do we will people be able to see like again it's like sam qualiana or a lot of the other do we have a lot of the same people that we've seen in the pork shop and other movies are they coming back in vd as well you are gonna see a lot of people um we've got uh lindsey davis elvis mccomas um i believe kenny bass is in it yes kenny bass he was great in yes. uh 3d was 3d Pig girl. Pig, pig girl, yeah, pig girl. Uh, yeah, both. both. Yeah. Um, who else? Is Kenny the one that gets his dick sucked and so the Twinkie? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I don't even know about the Twinkie. There's a little thing. Debbie cake in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of fucking people in that. Scott Gregg is one of the stars uh, of this one. Angela Pritchett. Angela okay. Pritchett. Yeah, Angela Pritchett. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Well, and Tons then people. other people that are in Steve also come into VD as well. All right. Yeah. And Mel Heflin is one of our yeah. main stars. And Brandy Mason. What, did she come into this? Brandy's not in this one. No, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. In the next, maybe. Well, wait. I can't say. Okay. We'll um, good. We always ask uh, our everybody we talk to, what is your favorite bad horror movie of all time? The reason we ask that is because the... That's the way we found you. We interviewed um, uh, Todd, Todd and Ashley Mary Nunez, who are the, the ride director and then the star of the uh, new Christmas horror movie, All Through the House, uh, which was an independent movie. And when we interviewed them, we asked them that, and they actually mentioned Pork Shop. So we went and looked it up, and that's how we discovered you guys, obviously. And then, well, we watched all the Pork Shop movies from there. So what, like, what was your guys' favorite bad horror movie or guilty pleasure when it comes to <laughs> that stuff? 
Wait, should I? Should we find that couple and yeah, do like some like, swinging I with them, like or what should. is the deal? Well, it's gonna get real weird because they're a brother sister. <laughs> yeah, brother, sister oh no! Oh, oh, let's do, well, we should definitely couple. swing well, with them. That's more West Virginia. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I was thinking too. We'll buy them here. Um, quick. <laughs> <laughs> now, bad or I don't know. Are are they any horror film? Is is a bad? Well, that's how I feel. Like you know, are they really bad? But you know, people. So bad, it's good. So bad, it's good. The bad stuff is is great. Yeah, um, that's why we I do our show. Aerobicide. Aerobicide is really good. Or what is it called? Like Workout to Kill or something? There's I forget what the other title is, but Aerobicide is Look up Aerobicide. I think it's Death Spa. Yeah, Death Spa is one of our all-time favorites. We did an episode on that. We we we've done that one. That was fantastic. Yeah, we love that. I'm into that one. I actually just saw... I know it's not, like, fair to use because I just saw... It's not, like, my favorite, but I just saw a movie called Blood Games. Okay, haven't heard of that one. Don't know what the alternate title is. I'm sure it has one, but it's a, a female baseball team versus like a male baseball team of all these like weird redneck guys in this town, and the females beat them, and then the guys decide to like rape and murder them. Oh god! <laughs> and there's an RV involved where there's like a chase scene involving like an RV where all the girls are inside, and then it becomes a Rambo movie. Where these girls track down these fucking rednecks nice. and like kill them like one by one, like in and the it's fucking forest. Called Blood Games. That's and awesome. It, <laughs> there are so many titties in it; it's crazy. But what's <laughs> weird? It's from a female director, right? Right. And Which is like not, Steve. <laughs> just like Steve, and you would not expect like the amount of weird close-up titty shots during rape scenes to where it's like. What are you trying to do, lady? It's like she's trying to create some sort of weird rape porn and the same like thing. It's crazy, but yeah, Blood Games, fucking awesome, and it's got so many like people mm-hmm. in it where when you're watching it, you'd be like, I fucking know that dude. I know that dude. I know that. Don't dude. you love that when you watch old horror movies? It's yeah. like, oh, they all got their start here. Yeah, we, yeah that's always great. We had to buy a bootleg at a fucking horror convention because we'd never heard of it. And sometimes we'll buy from, like, VHS Preservation Society or something like that. The oh, movies yeah. that haven't made it over to DVD or, or whatever. Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah. And uh, uh, Scott and I watched it the other night, uh, Scott Gregg, and uh, we fucking were blown away by that fucking movie. Awesome. It's so, so shitty and so weird. Add it to your list, guys. <laughs> I, yeah. I wrote it down I'm going to. Um, then, so, obviously, with social media nowadays, people want to keep working. Where are you guys... Where can people follow you? You mentioned your Twitter earlier, uh, but let's just, again, plug your stuff so people want to follow you and keep track of what all the projects you're working on and, and, and enjoy the goodness that is your work. Okay, well, you can follow us at Beers and Blood, A-N-D, Blood, at Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram, Missy Don Horror. Um, Eamon's on Instagram, Eamon Hardiman. And Twitter, at Eamon Hardiman. And I'm on Twitter as well as Miss Myers. <laughs> M-I-S Myers M-I-S M-Y-E-R-S yes uh, and then uh, yeah we're also uh, com or www uh, do I have to say www no, no. <laughs> I feel like a, I always say it and I'm like I feel weird if you want to buy our movies razor sharp studios dot com. that's a direct link 
or you can go to actionpackedthrillride.com. Yeah, I, know, I, I bombed to Razor Sharp, uh, the, the, that site where I got my copies from. Okay. The Big Cartel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of That's on Facebook. I mean, I'm Missy Don. He's Eamon Hardiman. You know, we're friendly. Just add us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, touch your names. Do you guys actually have other merch? Like, can, can could I find pick up a, a pig a, a pork chop T-shirt or something to rock that someday? Or you guys have plans for anything like that? I wish we still had them. Um, we don't have any shirts, but we're about to put up a bunch of props and um, different things from the movies on our website soon. So stay tuned for that and let us let us know if you, can, if you can get us the inside scoop. Just give us a little shout out before you put them up. We're not asking for any favoritism. We just want to know. <laughs> When it's yeah, going like, up. Yeah, like cheerleading uniform from Port Chop Porn. I mean, that's going to go on the website soon. So oh, we're just saying. All right. Um, <laughs> I mean, you guys have been absolutely awesome. But we have one last surprise for Eamon uh, as, before we close out tonight. Like we mentioned right. earlier, we have we just started our Horrible Horror Podcast Hall of Fame. And we have wings. We have the actor-actress wing. We have the production company wing. And we have the director-producer wing. And we are officially inducting Eamon Hardiman into our director's wing of our Horrible Horror Podcast Hall of Fame. Oh, his gosh. work for Pork Shop, the series, and everything else you've done. Uh, we are working on getting a plaque made up for that, which we might get someday if we can figure out how to do that. <laughs> so we'll let Damn. you know on that. But congratulations. You are our second inductee into the director class section oh, of our Hall of Fame. Wow. Thank you. Oh, I really appreciate that. That is really awesome. Thank you. Keep up the work. Yeah, man. I mean, we've been thoroughly enjoying your work. We're going to want to watch the rest of your movies when we get a chance to. And uh, like I said, thank you so much for taking the time out of uh, your day to, to sit down and talk talk with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. You guys are awesome. I would love to drink a beer with you guys someday if possible. It, it's absolutely a blast. And continue on with the great work you guys are doing. Much success to you. Oh, thank you guys so much. Absolutely. If you guys ever want to do another chat or podcast or whatever, any fucking time, we'll talk about goddamn blood games for fucking two hours (laughs) if you guys want. That sounds awesome. We might take you up on that one. But I I love the podcast. You guys do fucking amazing shit. And uh, it's really fucking funny. And I appreciate that it's not all, you know, negative. And you guys do kind of find always a positive in everything that you you cover on the thing and thank it's, you i mean we try to like i said we really good we love we you know they might be bad but we love them you know yeah. it, they're, they're enjoyable yeah. so uh thank you so much guys wish you the best of luck good night to everybody and thanks for listening moon goons we will be back with the next episode later so in the meantime remember watch more horror movies and for always remember to keep it tight <laughs>